We live in a time where knowing something seems a little more difficult. Because with social media, with media in general, even throughout time with our own eyes, we know that we can be deceived by what we see and what we think we know. And so in our day and age, we're taught to be super hypercritical of things, and yet we know, (laughs) that word again, that there are those people that as long as it comes from a particular source, they trust it. They know that it must be true. And so I found it very interesting, and in the Gospel of John, if you read it carefully, and especially this passage, there's a lot of knowing going on. Jesus knows a lot of things in this passage, and it causes him, it seems, to do certain things. And so as we walk through this passage, this very famous, very powerful passage. Now before of the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. He knew that it was his time. Something told him maybe to his very bones, that this was it. In the scriptures, as we read through, as those writers recount Jesus' story, we get hints that somehow Jesus had this sense, and depending on how high your Christology is of Jesus, this fully human, fully divine being that we know, that he knew exactly when things were going to happen, or sometimes in the scripture it feels like he has, he has hints about, oh, this is when this is going to happen, or my time is not yet. But he knew at this time, according to John, that his hour had come. This was it. It was coming close. It was time to depart. And so he was going to be leaving those who he had been with, who he had chosen. And according to John, he knew that One would betray him. And so knowing, again, verse 3, after and during supper, Jesus knowing that the Father had given all things into his hand and that he had come from God and that he was going from God, he got up from the table, he took off his outer robe and tied a towel around himself. He poured a basin of water, began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. Now, for most of us who've grown up in the church or who've been around the church, like, this is just, well, okay, yeah, Jesus did this thing. And I think it gets lost on us a little bit. I just want you to imagine the, if you're a school teacher, the head of your school, the principal, the superintendent, let's put it at that level, the superintendent, you're at, you're at dinner with all of of those compatriots there, and the superintendent gets up and begins to serve you in all the ways that a servant would. 
bringing in the food, taking out the food, clearing your plate, fluffing your napkin, all of those kinds of things that in the modern time someone who was serving you would do. Not the host. The host wouldn't be the one doing that. But that's the impact of this. This is, this is their rabbi. This is their teacher. This is the one who's supposed to be the Messiah. And he gets up in the middle of dinner. Right? They're already in the room. They've probably already had their feet washed because that's what you would do is because, you know, feet in that day and age, it was nasty. Like they walked along roads where animals trod and left their, you know, stuff behind. And they wore sandals, of course, because it was hot. They didn't necessarily wear shoes like we wear shoes. And so when you would come into a home, there would be someone there or there would be some means of, of having your feet washed. And that was a servant's job. The host generally didn't do that. But they're in the middle of dinner and he, and he begins to do this. I always think it's really interesting. He tied a towel around his waist and then when he's down washing their feet, however this is happening, he's using a towel from around his waist to, to wipe their feet. I just, it just, I, it, I'm trying to figure out how that actually works. Because the towels that I have at home aren't long enough to tie around my waist and then to get to somebody's feet. But that's just a practical thing. This is already awkward, right? The Messiah, the teacher, the, the head of the company, in a sense, the, the president is down here washing their feet. And of course, Peter's like, what are you doing? Jesus says, you do not know what I'm doing. But later you're going to. Later you're going to get it. This knowing that is here in, in the Greek, it's, it's interesting because it's this word for knowing, the one that Jesus knowing the Father given all things and Jesus knew his hour had come. It, it really, it's a, it sort of references seeing, but it also, when Jesus knowing the Father had given all things in his hands, it references knowing something like spiritual. It's an, it's an interesting word in that regard because it, because it references seeing, but it means like almost seeing beyond sight. That you understand, you know something that you haven't experienced necessarily with your own body, but you're able to see that. So Jesus has this, this feeling, this understanding, whatever that is, that the Father given him all things. And so now he's going to set this example for the disciples. He's going to show them something. This is the last thing he's really going to show them about what it means to be his followers. And after he'd washed their feet, put back on his robe, returned to the table, he gives them the, the quiz. It's like a good teacher does. Do you know what I've done to you? And the word here for know is, do you understand the experience you just had? It's not this seeing beyond sight. It is literally this experience that you had. Do you know this? Did you have this experience? Do you understand this experience that you just went through? Do you know what I've done for you? And I can just, I mean, again, for those of you who are teachers, like I, I know that when you ask 
questions and the, well, not this year. Well, maybe this year. You look at them in the eyes and they're like, huh? I don't, what? Do you know what I've done to you? No. That's what I imagine, like the disciples. Like, we, what? We're still confused about the fact that you took off your robe and you washed our feet. You're not supposed to do that. But we know that you do stuff all the time that's not, like, normal. <laughs> Jesus. Do you know what I've done for you? You call me teacher and Lord. Think about that. Rabbi and Lord. Like this, these high titles. You call me these things. And I have washed your feet. I have done something that the servants are supposed to do. That are supposed to be below me. And if I have done that, you also ought to do that. For I, and now he really gets to it, right? For I've set you an example. Because he's, I think he's, th- you know, like they're still like, huh? I don't get it. You're talking in metaphors again, Jesus. Like you washed our feet, we're supposed to wash each other's feet, okay? That's weird. I've set you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Because servants are not greater than their master and messengers aren't greater than the one who sent them. And if you know these things, you're blessed if you do them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. That following me is not just about having some knowledge or having some sight beyond sight or having some experience. It is about taking all of that. If you know these things, then you go and you do them. There's an action component here. Following Jesus moves us to something. It isn't just about us knowing something, experiencing something. It is about then what that knowing and that experiencing moves us, how it moves us to live in the world. And then he goes farther. I'm going to give you a new commandment. Because this is what I was trying to get at when I was washing your feet. Like that you love one another just as I have loved you. That's how you ought to love one another. Is with this self-sacrificial kind of love, this, this love that doesn't have a hierarchy of servant and master. And by this, everyone will what? No. <laughs> that you are my disciples. If you have love for one another. This knowing Seeing beyond sight, this experiential stuff then moves us to be in the world as Jesus was in the world, giving of himself utterly and completely. And then that is how others come to know who he is, to have that experience of him here and now. That is how we become the extension of his body and become his children is by taking that experience and that seeing beyond sight and it channels into our doing. 
And so on this night, as Jesus knew that it was his last hour with them, he gave them what might be his greatest teaching. That then they would take that teaching and live it so that others might know him and become like him and serve him and love one another. May we be so moved by a scripture and by a story that we know so well that everyone would know whose disciples we are. Amen.